Hello, and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tusky Chid Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me, as always, is Peter Densi. How are you, Peter? I am pretty good. Uh, so... As of so as of this recording today, um, my, my my friend and I, who I'm get who I'm getting an apart, getting an apartment with, um, we uh, it hasn't we at least set up our accounts for uh, for, for for get for our power and our internet yesterday. Um, so yay, more adulting, and probably nice. by the time of this of this episode going live, I should be moved in to my yeah. So so, so so dear, so dear so dear listener, um, with you listening to this, I'm probably in my new place, getting getting used to like no longer living at home. <laughs> so that's what so that's that's gonna be my life that day. Yay! So nice. adulting. I'm excited, but also scared shitless. Nice. That's really exciting, though. That's really exciting. It's always great to get to that uh, stage. And with me as well is Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? Pretty good. Uh, nothing so exciting to report as Peter had, but doing good. It's summer. <laughs> it's really hot. We're Very supposed nice. to hit triple digits later this week. I'm uh, not happy why about am it. I moving back. <laughs> I forgot why I'm right? back there. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, and I am happy to report that I, for my nerd thing, I did. I went and saw 2001: A Space Odyssey in 70 millimeter. Nice. And I got this. It is a roadshow pamphlet. Ooh, uh, that this 70 awesome. millimeter um, set is uh, Christopher Nolan basically wanted to recreate exactly what it was like to see 2001: A Space Odyssey uh, back in 1968. So this is the original pamphlet recreated. It's got all the original stuff. It's like got all these beautiful pictures and everything i'm showing my friends but you guys can look up online pictures oh, and stuff. that's cool. so cool uh it's an unrestored print it's beautiful it's no color correction no sound editing exactly as it was back then um and i get a brag christopher nolan was there and i went to see it and introduced it so oh my god that's my nerd praise. I won't be in LA and able to do all these cool things anymore. So I got to get them all out now <laughs> while I have the ability. So, anyways, if you can't, guys, do have the ability to watch this seventy millimeter. I highly recommend it because it is beautiful, and you get one of these lovely pamphlets. All right, this week we are discussing season seven, episode eleven, and episode twelve, which are "Prodigal Daughter" and "The Emperor's New Cloak," not groove. But first up is the prodigal daughter. We begin the episode learning that O'Brien has gone to New Sydney in Space, Australia to look for Morica Bilby, the life of Liam Bilby, who O'Brien got murdered in a classic Donnie Bresco switch-up. Morica is missing, and the whole guilt thing is making him look for her. He asks Esri to come along as well, as her family owns a mining operation there. And yes, it's time to meet the family in Space, August, Osage County. There's Esri's mom, the terrible Yanis Teagan, who is a stern businesswoman, and the kind of mom who probably is always talking about diets and a not-so-subtle hint to her daughter, you know what I mean? There's Janelle, who hates that Esri left home and that he is in charge of the business alone. And there's Norva, who loves painting and poetry and music and is a precious, self-loathing flower, and of course he's the murderer, like, obviously. Esri tries to convince Norvo to leave this podunk world and escape their mother's grasp, but all this juicy family drama is interrupted when O'Brien is brought in in handcuffs. He's released to Dax's custody as she is his superior officer, 
How? And the charge is murder of Morica Bilby. O'Brien thinks the Orion Syndicate killed Morica, but his theory isn't strong, as usually when the Syndicate kills one of their own, they make sure the family is well taken care of. While exploring the mines, O'Brien begins to notice some supremely fishy shenanigans going on and warns Esri that he thinks the Syndicate is threatening her family. He even discovers that Morica was on the payroll of the Teagan Mining Company. Esri confronts her family, who blames Janelle for killing her to protect the family. Janelle does admit he put Morica on the payroll when the Orion Syndicate ordered them to give her a job with no work but a set pay so she'd be financially secure. However, much to everyone's surprise, and not mine, it was Norvo who revealed he really did it, because Morica was trying to extort more money. Also, no one ever trusts him with important stuff, so that's why he murdered. Not because he was a psychopath and waiting this whole time. Norvo goes to jail, and hopefully Ezri never sees these pack of losers again. What did you guys think of Prodigal Daughter? So, I watched this episode with my friend Steve... Because uh, because I, I was at his place that day, um, my thoughts for this episode can be summed up with 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 what with what he said when the episode with, with what he said when the episode started. He was like, "Oh God, this is an Esri episode." Ugh. Right. <laughs> I'm Got just. That point. I cannot get invested in this character at all. Like, uh, I could not. Uh... I don't really blame the actress personally. I don't, think I, it's her I, I don't no, either. No, 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 no. We, no, I don't blame the actress. Okay. At all. I just don't yeah. think she's a well-written character, and also I miss Jadzia, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> I finished this episode, sent a gif to Sarah, which is that scene where Data gets an emotion trip, chip, and he drinks something. And he goes, "I hate this." Yes, this is revolting. <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly how I felt. I fucking hated this episode so much. I so have bad. three notes for this episode. They are, what a bitch. <laughs> Everyone is terrible except Norvo. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all I got for this, for this episode. Oh, oh, the subtle damn it makes it so good. so accurate. It's so mm-hmm. accurate. Like, like there, I, I can see why Esri was like, I don't want to be involved in this family because there's nothing right? about any of these three people that is that it is at all redeemable. It's like the mom's a bitch because she wants her kids to like do everything for the business and doesn't want them to like even leave. So she's just like overprotective, like just doesn't want doesn't want an empty nest for any reason whatsoever. Dude, dude, can't, like God, what, what, I. I, I, I care so little about about this family. I don't even I didn't even bother. I think Janelle is the oldest Janelle. brother. Okay, thank you, thank you. Janelle <laughs> is just like, but we have to do things by the books. I handle the numbers. Meh, meh, meh. And Norvo's just like, I want my art. She hates me. It's like, dude, just just leave. Just just mm-hmm. leave. Where will I go? Figure it out. You like mm-hmm. you clearly ha- like your family clearly has money. Like you will find some planet to be like. I'm gonna be here and be an artist. You know, like find so- there is some alien species that like respects art above all else. You will thrive. Yes. Yeah. This episode. Oh my god. I I'm pretty sure I fell for- asleep in the last like ten minutes or so, but I woke up to Norvo, you know, spilling his guts and being arrested. I was like, oh yes, logical. Yeah, yeah. This episode's a mess. I mean, for one, I just kind of hate screamy family dramas. They're yeah. always something that yeah. never 
appeals to me. Uh, so I call it Space August Osage County, which is just like, here's a bunch of actors that are going to yell at each other for three hours. Give us Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and with that kind of stuff, it can really only go like one of three ways. So, hmm. yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's not. And to me, it's not the way to make Ezri interesting. That's the other part of the problem. Right. You know? Right. To make Ezri interesting is not to go, but her family sucks. Well, all right. So I'm sure a lot of people's family sucks. It doesn't make her interesting. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and, at the, and at that point, putting her putting her back in contact with her family doesn't, like like you said, Ben, doesn't make her more interesting. It just, it it, make, it makes her seem all the more boring in compare by comparison. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, her family is shitty, but they at least have personality. Mm-hmm. That's very true. It makes her more weak-willed and less, yeah, exciting. No, for sure. For sure. And, I mean, that's the problem. that We are getting to the point now where it's like, yep, yeah, I see why people don't like Ezra. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. starting to get there. And it really just is clear they just did not know what to do with this character. Yep. At all. I was watching an episode of the TV show Becker the other night. And, oh, um, yeah. Of course, uh, Terry Farrell appears. And I was like, oh, hey, it's Dax. How are you doing, Dax? And then I realized that Becker was the reason that she left Star Trek. And then I just got really mad. <laughs> Damn you, Becker. Mm-hmm. Ted Danson, you've killed me again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. Yes. And it is the case of... Terry Farrell said that she would be willing to come back as a guest star, where she would just show up occasionally. Mm-hmm. But they're like, right. no, we want to have a full character. But they didn't have any plan for a full character, mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> so why not just have her come back in pieces or something? I don't get it. I really don't get it at all. It's making the death of Gen Z even worse, just because the replacement is so right. not interesting in comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now it's like a homogenized version. Well, we'll talk about it next episode. But yeah. <laughs> at least the R Ezri is a homogenized version of Jedzy. It feels like making all the decisions we don't like. Like this next episode kind of confirms that she's probably banging Bashir, and uh, exactly, and just keeping the whole court nonsense going. And it's just like, <sighs> it's like, it's like can you just let it die, please, please? Oh my god, I know. And then the other thing is it's, like, randomly not an Ezra episode because it's half an O'Brien episode. Somehow, he's yes. Just like, Somehow. Be- yeah. He's just farting around doing another criminal conspiracy. I'm like, why is... So, so why did we turn O'Brien that. into Serpico? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about cop, dirty cop uh, O'Brien. It's just like, I don't care about any of this. No. The whole episode is just like, stop, make it end. I don't care about anybody mm-hmm. or anyone here or anything that's happening. This is such a classic like episode that if I make a watch along guide, I'm like, skip. Yep. <laughs> classic yeah. skipper. Yeah, the, the, the whole episode was like, it was already bad to me but the whole episode wasn't validated for me when, when Norvo was when Norvo said to his mom, he's like, look mom I can take initiative and it's like, really? This yeah. is your idea of initiative. Okay. <laughs> Murder. Murder. Do you love me now, mom? I can make things happen. Yeah, in the worst way possible that in worst way possible that has people questioning us. <laughs> Good job. Classic 
Classic youngest son problems. Anything you do, even when you murder someone, is not enough for your mom. <laughs> you never make him happy. Well, I don't have anything else to say about this episode. I don't no. know if you guys do. I mean, it's not like Let there's anything rest. good to say about it, so. Huh. Yeah, I'll just quickly mention, just for me, I thought it was interesting that uh, Norvo is uh, Kevin Rahm, who's appeared in tons of TV shows. He's in Desperate Housewives, but most notably for me, uh, he was on Mad Men. He was a main sort of antagonist to mm-hmm. Don. He was a character called Ted that Don always uh, argued with in the later seasons. So, anyways, I thought that was interesting. All right, let's move on to a more interesting episode. The Emperor's New Cloak, which uh, Sarah's eyes widen for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quark is bummed about Ezri and Bashir seeming to need to get along because he's pretty much gone full soccer mode at this point. However, Rom arrives to tell him that the news that Grand Negasek has not been seen in some time. After a pretty gross prayer about for sex, Quark is kidnapped by a leather lesbian Ezri, oh. who turns out she is from the Queerer universe, and is there to reveal that Zek is over in the Mirror universe, where he was yeah, trying to get a new business universe. opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted more attention for my pun. <laughs> However, he is being held by the Klingon Cardassian Alliance, who are demanding a ransom for a cloaking device in exchange for Zek's life. Quark and Ra manage to steal one, and after some classic cloaking device humor, they get the device over to Lesri, but are brought along with her and the device to the Mirror Universe, Terak Nor. They witness as Mirror Fontaine engages in a shootout with Bashir and is killed, proving that Sarah is probably right to fear Vic. The rebels take Ezri and the Ferengi hostage while we see Zek and Bisexy Kira are in their old holding cell, in their own holding cell, on an Alliance vessel. Kira wants to use the cloaking device as leverage in her own scheme. Meanwhile, Amira Brunt, who is actually in this universe a pretty swell dude, arrives to break Rom, Cork, and Ezri out of prison. While Nog goes full Gremlins 2 and starts deconstructing all the ways the Mirror Universe makes no goddamn sense, Brunt not so suddenly hints to Cork that Ezri in this universe has, shall we say, a little sugar in her tank. They deliver the cloaking device to Worf, and let's face it, his sub, Garrick? But we learn a shocking secret that this very gay-looking Ezri is gay. Not just gay, but super gay for intended Kira and Sarah loses her mind. <laughs> it turns out Ezri was a mole and just using the Ferengis to get them to Quarf. So Kira could be forgiven for all her old failings, much to Garrick's annoyance. Rom, Cork, and Mira Brunt are imprisoned. Brunt tries to plead with Kira, who goes a wee bit stabby, which Kira realizes probably shouldn't keep fucking crazy and decides to switch sides. That's why you the asked cloaking. me about that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had maybe a more dirty version, but I decided to go with a slightly cleaner version. <laughs> the cloaking device now operational, Worf sends Garrick to kill the Ferengi using a deadly virus. However, the Ferengi managed to effectively nag Garrick, saying that their Garrick would have at least interrogated them and brought them cookies with razor blades. However, just as Worf's ship is about to destroy the Defiant, the cloak goes down due to Rom's sabotage. They also attack Garrick, who is killed by Ezri. Worf surrenders to O'Brien's crew while Kira runs away and into Ezri, who have a classic lesbian-Mexican standoff that is tradition of all lesbian couples who break up. Ezri and Kira decide to leave each other be, and they all escape with Zek. Ezri decides to turn over a new leaf in the Rebellion, especially when Lita arrives to debrief her, because this universe is now just slash fiction, and I'm into it. What did you guys think of the Emperor's new cloak? Um... <laughs> yeah, so 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 if I may uh, comment to that specifically, that reaction. Um, 
I was the third person to see this episode. So I was I was the last of us to see it. Um, and I just see on our message thread, uh, Ben and Sarah going back and forth where Ben was like, Sarah, there was a shot that you will love. And I was like, and so then she eventually saw it. She was like, Ben. And I was, and I was like, what, what did I miss? And Ben was like, Peter, trust me. You, you will know. know. You will know. And, and I, and I literally like, like I went, when it, when it happened, I, I, I'm just sitting in bed watching the laptop on my laptop and like, and I was just like, oh, oh, oh. And I, te- and I messaged these guys in all caps, Sarah, oh my God, it's happened. I know what you mean. When I was watching the episode for the first time, I really did not know that it was going to happen. And there's right before they kiss, there's just this moment where Kira's kind of caressing Lesri's face. And I paused it and I took a picture of it. I sent it to Ben and it's just like, hmm. But I thought that was going to be it. And then they were just going to, you know, part ways and keep being evil or whatever. And then it happened. And I had to pause it again and take pictures. And I was like, this is not a drill. <laughs> this is not a yeah. drill. In a way, yeah, actually... this, this almost fulfills my Kira Dax fantasy. It's so not close. Jadzia. But it is still Dax. <laughs> in the queer There universe. are some photoshops out there. There's some yes, photoshops out yes. there. Yes, oh, good photoshops. Um, but uh, I I actually knew this was coming because I was looking at pictures of Ezri. Or I think I was looking at Ezri on, on like Memory Alpha or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. somehow I came across this picture of her and Evil Kira making out. And I was like... Oh. <laughs> oh, Sarah's gonna like this one. <laughs> and I didn't know which episode it was, so when you were freaking out, I was like, "What?" And then I saw that picture of her just caressing her. I was like, "Oh, Sarah!" Oh, Sarah <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess we could use this to lead into something. We'll talk about just general thoughts in the episode, but I'm just kind of curious. How do you guys feel about like the fact that Mirror Universe is so much gayer, but also kind of technically evil? Though, as Ron points out, it's very confusing <laughs> what the Mirror Universe is and isn't. Um, but how do you feel about like that? It's like because it's often been a complaint about movies and TV shows and sort of the early days. It's like you could have a lesbian character, but she had to be gay. She had to be evil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> lesbian character had to be gay. Um, <laughs> right. Or, you know, he had a gay character, but he had to die or something like mm-hmm. that. And they still having this problem right now. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, because we, it's like both a more like liberated place with a lot more queer characters in it, but also it's like a evil universe. So how do you guys feel about that? I am torn because I actually hadn't really thought about it in that Same. fashion until you brought it up. But I see that you are correct. Um, at the same time as Lesri does kind of, you know, turn it around at the end and gets with and Lita. And presumably he's going to have a yes. lesbian relationship with Lita. Yeah. Yes, and they, they seem to be on the side of good, as it were. Um, I don't know, I guess I don't mind because I just really like it. <laughs> right, yeah, it, it's, it's, one, it's one of those things where, where like, where it, 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 is, it is unfortunate that with the mirror universe so often being represented as evil and but but the, but then but then whenever we show up there particularly in uh, in deep space nine because they would have dreamed to do it in 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 tos um 
it's 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 like it's like oh mirror universe is evil they are deviants they, they are deviants they are they are deviations of who we are as people gay people are like like more like liberated like more sexually liberated liber- like liberation exists here that is a deviation of us so to have that in the same sentence in a in a sense is weird like it's it's definitely weird to think about because like sarah once again i did not think of that until you said it was like wait hold up that yeah you're right um i i am at least I, I, I am I am at least able to like momentarily suspend that thought for a second for the sake of fan service for like for like that five for like the five seconds that it happens whenever it's present on screen then it's like I, it, it's it's like it's like it's like it's like if it's like if evil Bashir if if, if Mira Bashir and Mira O'Brien ever started just making out I would not mind oh I think they're make I think they're they're banging too <laughs> I absolutely think they are in this universe as well mirror universe and and o'brien oh yeah i think yeah because yeah i think machine and o'brien in this universe are also making out absolutely and like i said i feel like wharf uh garrick is worth sub oh yeah like confirm yeah. that as well yeah when when you said that i don't know if you saw me but i had to like pause for a second because i hadn't read your little write-up yet and i was just like oh god <laughs> oh god you're right <laughs> where, where, you're right where's garrick's collar <laughs> It's seriously like I, <laughs> he was on a leash in another episode. I seem to recall. Mm, I seem to recall I that happening. Right. Yeah, it's. I I'm torn too, Sarah. I think it's a similar thing. Yeah. Where unlike, the one hand, I agree it's part of a overall problem with representation, that you know, like, particularly bisexual people are like crazy you know like mm-hmm. Kira's a crazy murderer and she likes women and men. Whoa, you mm-hmm. know, like. How, what a, or she, I guess she's more pan. She just seems to want everything. Um, but it's also, this is the gayest episode of Star Trek I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I, that is including episodes about gay rights. <laughs> like, I yes. think it is gayer yeah. than the Lenara Khan episode. And mm-hmm. I think it's gayer than the transgender episode. I guess. Of TNG. Cause it's just, it's cause it's queer. It's not so much about gay storytelling. Right. Like it is a queer episode of just like, there's, bondage elements there's lesbians there's like a like i said a leather lesbian character kira is more of like a domination military lesbian i garrick and Worf. i I read as gay dom subs like it's just it's a very queer ass episode (laughs) right and and that's why i love it even if it is a little bit capital maybe not capital p lowercase p problematic Mm-hmm. like uh i guess the way i i kind of choose to think of it is perhaps in quote our universe or the the regular star trek universe maybe kira is still bisexual and just doesn't act doesn't date women in in, in our universe perhaps i mean perhaps lesri is in fact bisexual too but we just right. see her with Kira and Lita in that in the mirror universe, and haven't seen her with anyone except Bashir in our universe. <laughs> no, so I don't know, and especially you know that far into the future, I I kind of like to think that maybe their sexualities are the same; they're just acting on it differently in different realities. It's possible, but it's still yeah. just a case of I know you just have to say if they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
people seem to be in the regular universe a little straighter. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, versus the mirror universe. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing in Discovery. You know, the... Uh, uh, was it evil? Evil Michelle Yeoh was, had a threesome with the lady and a man. Yes. Remember that? Yes. I do remember so. that. <laughs> she sure do. I've, she didn't I've, wear pants. Uh, repressed a lot of that show, but I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and again, like I said, it's a, it's a thing of like, and it's sort of something that I it's I disagree with a lot of what they were talking about, but there was a good Slate article I sent you guys about how like modern cinema, there's more openly gay characters, but they they become less queer in terms of like being more right. rebellious and like queer cinema is becoming a lot more safe. You know, mm-hmm. Love Simon is a good example of this, where you have like a a very bland mm-hmm. story mm. about being gay, where it's now. Like, my parents will, don't know, and I'm white and rich. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's more like I don't know, mass mass market gay. Versus I don't know. Like I, I have a little bit of a, a counterpoint to that. Now, I admit I didn't finish reading that article, so maybe this is where mm-hmm. it was going, and I don't know. But you know, I am a queer woman, but I'm also a white woman who grew up in an upper middle class society, and I want to watch queer films, but the women in traditional lesbian cinema are so queer that I still can't identify with them. I kind of want one that just has, you know, basic white bitch who's also gay. (laughs) (laughs) I could be like, okay, I see you, girl. You go get that pumpkin spice latte and then go home to your wife. Yes. Sarah. Sarah's magnum opus, Becky, a lesbian story. <laughs> why, why not? Yeah, no, and, and and even even for even for me with that. That's fair. That's even fair. For, even for me with that movie, because 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 I know I know I've like had my I know I had my gripes with it when it first came out, but um, but I but I I've, I've I've seen some stuff since that movie came out, thanks to thanks to Tumblr, where 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 with it being kind of a quote unquote bland or like universal like basic type of film. It's it, it's it's been it's been kind of like that gateway that conversation opener that kids today weren't able to have back then where where it's like okay here is at least a starting point that people can that people can go from so so I so I, I I don't know if it would necessarily appeal to me just because of X Y Z for whatever those reasons are when I like actually do see it but just like kind of speaking to this movie speaking speaking about this movie for like this quick moment before we get back to. The episode, I, I, I can, I can, I can see its merit a lot more, based a lot more based on the responses that I've seen coming out of it than than, than I did when I just kind of wrote it off before the film was released. Kind of like what a lot of people are doing before before, before the new, before the new Charmed before the new Charmed show premieres. What? The They're what? Rebooting Charmed. They're rebooting Charmed. <laughs> it's gonna be a thing. Are they well, recasting one? Like, are they just it, starting from scratch? It's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a reboot. So the so the roles are recast. New people. Um, I haven't even watched a lot of Charmed, but I am intrigued. It, 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 it hasn't premiered yet, but but, but 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 look for the trailer for it. It's gonna be on CW. The trailer is like four minutes long. Of course, it I, is. Yeah, yeah. Where, where else would it be? It's it, it's honest. First, for, it, it was either going to be on it was either going to be on CW or Freeform. Let's be honest. I trust uh, Freeform more than CW. <laughs> mm, this is fair. This is fair. 
Well, 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 I, 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 have only ever seen thanks to like literally, literally my friend, my my friend who I was hanging out with yesterday, like two, like two and a half episodes. So I don't have that much history with it. Mm-hmm. But watch the trailer. Tell me what you think. I'm curious. I will. Yes, I just, I, I, I never, I, I've seen probably a total of ten episodes scattered throughout the series hmm. in my life, but. Because Buffy was such a big part of my life, I have people continuously say to me, you would really like Charmed. <laughs> and it's because it's a similar flavor of show. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I know some people who will be very excited to learn that there is a new Charmed coming out. Yeah, I, I, I've seen both sides where people are like, okay, yay, like we've been asking for a reboot, give it to us. And then I've seen a lot of, I've seen... A lot of comments where people are based on the trailer. People are like, "No, no, no! This is not how I want it." And it's like, it's like everyone just give it a chance. Mm. Just give it a chance. Mm. Very true. Anyway, back to Star anyway, Trek. Sorry, <laughs> yes. that was a no, was I a... apologize. That's, a... That's fine. That's all right. Um, yeah, I think I'll. Um, what I'm really more trying to say is that, like, I feel like movies in general have gotten less queer overall. Mm-hmm. That. I, you know, you watch Ben-Hur from the 50s and it is the gayest movie you've ever seen in your life. Yes. And you don't really have that sense of like where you have to, because you can make movies about being gay, but like they're still in sort of this interesting middle ground that I feel like there's there's not as much variety right now as there was in the 90s. That's something I've been finding lacking is there aren't that kind of like that wide variety and that punk rock attitude while it's becoming more mainstream and that's something that i this episode kind of reminds me of is that kind of 90s gay queer movement where it's less like the entire thing is queer and it's like ridiculous and way over the top and campy and fun and so that's just something that's just interesting to me mm. but i do contend that it is troublesome that the mirror universe seems to be the only way they can kind of deal with all those queer ideas where i would just prefer just a straight up queer star trek show Anyways, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bored the shit out of all of you. Um, I just want to say, also, this episode was dedicated to Jerome Bigsby, who died right before the episode came out. Mm-hmm. He wrote the original Mirror Mirror Universe episode uh, for TOS. Oh, wow. And oh. he also wrote the short story that became the Twilight Zone episode, It's a Good Life, where the kid with evil psychic powers. Oh, so, I watched that one with Katie a couple of weeks ago. That one was so freaky. Good. So good. One of my favorites. Side so, note, Twilight Zone, re my fear of Vic having too much power. I watched the Twilight Zone episode, the thing about machines, where the machines literally kill the guy whose house they're in, and they keep saying things like, get out of here, Finchley, and it's terrifying. <laughs> rise of the machines they're going to kill us all guys (laughs) one day in a couple years sarah's gonna be on the news because she beat up a grocery store robot (laughs) i don't trust it i'm saying no i don't trying to steal my oranges like i don't want a like a shopping cart that follows you around by itself i'll push my own damn shopping cart thank you very much no i don't need any assistance finding the pasta uh, <laughs> sorry, you're Ter- gonna have nightmares about that now. Jeez, Ben. Ter- 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 Terminator, ter- Terminator, I human with Will Smith or whatever that. I, no, I robot. I, I, I robot. I Close human. enough. I I I, I, ro- I robot. They're going to make uh, a movie like that one day, but the robots are going to make it. 
Yep. I did not about the him. last human, or in the Matrix, perhaps when they form humans, one the of them Matrix. becomes sentient. It's called I Human. Did Detroit, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit become human? The video game, the, the new video game out right now. That Twilight episode, and now Vic, the mm-hmm. classic movie Bicentennial Man, where he becomes that too. He puts skin on his face until he becomes a person. Uh, I forgot creepy. about that movie. Let's cry now. It's a, it's a, it's an odd movie. Well, this is our last Mirror Universe episode. Oh, really? Uh, That's yes. interesting. It's our last one for the show. So, That's how'd you guys feel? Is this our last foray for the Mirror Universe? I'm glad it's it was so gay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, glad. the the whole the episode as a whole, I didn't really care about too much. But for all of the reasons you highlighted earlier in terms of queerness, I liked that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like the first three Mirror Universe episodes the best, mm-hmm. just because they were like the characters we've known, watching them have fun. Now it's a little more functory, and we're getting down to like very minor, like more minor characters, like yeah. Vic and Brunt and mm-hmm. even Esri. And I still like, have my traditional Jeffrey Coombs note, because I always get really excited when he's on an episode. <laughs> As Wayun or Brunt, he's Either always or. great. Very true. We hadn't seen Brunt in a while, I feel like. Yeah. No, we haven't. Hmm. Um, yeah, so so to me that was those episodes are still like the the fun high water mark, but uh certainly better than the Veter Barile one because we're actually in the universe. And it's always just fun here to hear to come here, even if this one's a little more perfunctory, like you said, but it was also very gay, so that's why it was mm-hmm. uh lovely. Yeah. And, and it was it's 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 also it's also it's all, I think it's also nice that with this being the last mirror mirror universe episode we're gonna get they gave us like they, they gave us like a sense of hope for for, the, for this universe after after everything we after everything the characters have experienced when whenever any of them go there it's like it's like oh it's like oh war torn people are run people are running for their lives defending themselves kind of kind of kind of guerrilla warfare and now and now it's like oh the people it's like oh the people that kind of brought you here the first time for help you know it, 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 look, it looks like it looks like things are going to work out yay kira is on kira's evil kira is still on the is still on the run and kind of at large but not totally this is very true <clears throat> mm. did they ever go to the mirror universe in voyager or enterprise that i cannot speak to i don't know i think they did at voyager i feel like i remember I a mirror janeway I could probably look it up because Wikipedia has beautiful people who edit everything, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end, at the bottom of every uh, uh, episode that's a mirror universe, there'll be like other mirror universe episodes, oh, and the, nice. separated by show. So let me see. There was one on Enterprise, okay, and none on Voyager, and mm. you know, like we said, several on Discovery. Yeah, right. All that right. was like half the season. Yeah, indeed. indeed. The hey, the hey, showrunners are gone. Let's take season two and put in season one, and 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 we were like, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Discovery. I've been. I met someone who really loved Discovery. We had an argument. They're wrong. <laughs> Listen, fun. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, 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 it's. I still remember it being like so interesting talk, talking to one of my former managers back 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 at Crate whenever whenever um, an episode would air, and he'd be like, "Did you like it?" He'd be like, mm-hmm. nah. and he'd be like, "Why?" And I'd be like, "I'm sorry. I know we're both fans of Star Trek, but I just I can't get fully get behind this show for reasons X, Y, and Z." 
Yep. Yep. Uh, well, well, I think that'll do it for our episode this week. Unless you guys have anything else to say? Mm. No. This nah. I got out all my screams. Most of my screams. <laughs> ah! Okay, there. <laughs> ah! uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. All right. Well, this next... Words are difficult. Words. They are. That has been our episode this week. Next week, we'll be discussing Season 7, Episode 13 and 14, which are Field of Fire and Chimera. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. <laughs> if you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.